Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, October 29th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis. We've got the week eight main slate ready to go for you position by position. But it looks like my partner is still thinking about the week eight Thursday night football game with his Packers hat on. Congratulations to you, Josh. Packers with a nice win on the road and you had a nice cash cashing lineup for us on FanDuel with Jones as one of the key key plays for you. Yeah, that was that was a really surprising win. I know for a lot of people, I actually did pick Green Bay to win that game last night. I knew it was going to be close, but I just had a feeling that they were going to come out and do exactly what they did, and that was take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and just pound it. You know, they they only ran I think about um nine times with Dylan and Jones against Washington. So it just said to me, they're going to, they're going to rely on them heavily in this game. And that's what they did. And they kept Murray and, and the Cardinals explosive offense off the field. And Jones was obviously a huge part of that. So. Yeah. Dylan looked good to me too. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a nice weapon to have that one, two punch was very effective and you had that game plan nailed. Meanwhile, I had a lot of exposure to Murray to Hopkins and when he was streaking down the sideline for the touchdown, everything was looking good until he wasted that face mask penalty. I mean, ridiculous. Uh, six points taken away there. Uh, and then it went downhill from there. But um, we we uh, we chatted here a little bit before the show about this main slate. And we're pretty aligned, especially at quarterback. So I'm excited that we can build some winners for our members here and, and the listeners and viewers on DraftKings and FanDuel and then Yahoo, of course. So you ready to get after it? I am. I am ready. Right. Beautiful. Let's start at quarterback and a potential payup option. Do you have somebody in mind? Yeah, I'm looking at Josh Allen. He's 8,100 on DraftKings. He is the most expensive quarterback, but, I mean, it's for a good reason. He's been on a tear the last four weeks with 32, 39, 21, and 40 DraftKings points. Um, going up against the Miami Dolphins defense that has allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And for his career, he's done really well against them. He's averaged just under 30 DraftKings points against them in his career. And uh, he's going to be my main quarterback in my cash games and single-entry tournaments. And he's projected, you know, for pretty high ownership. But like I said, it's for a good reason. Pro Football Focus has him projected as the highest-scoring quarterback this week. So that's definitely where I'm going to start my lineups. Yeah, he didn't have to do too much when they beat Miami the first time around. But I would think that, you know, There'd be some regression there, and with Miami playing a little bit better with Tua, then uh, I, I think that's a strong play. Uh, certainly probably won't go wrong there. If you want to save a little bit of money, the first guy I'm looking at is Joe Burrow here, 7,100 on DraftKings, so you save 1,000. He's got the Jets, and they are 10.5-point favorites. Not a great total here, 43, but we're going to blame that on the Jets yeah. and their an- anemic offense. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those games where it's kind of pick your poison because the Jets defense, they're bad against the pass and the run. And we've got a couple games like that this week. But, you know, the, the, the reason I like Burrow is that if you just look at the stats for fantasy points, the Jets have only given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Yeah, but if you dig in, look at who they played weeks one through four. Carolina. New England, Denver, and Tennessee. Mm. What's the main theme there? Those teams want to run it. In the football, yeah. Yeah, they don't have big passing attacks. You know, they just, when the Jets did face 
Atlanta here, uh, Matt Ryan, 342-2. and two, And that's the type of game I think we'll get from Burrow. He's had two or three touchdowns in every single game this year, six in the last two weeks. Remember, he threw for over 400 yards against Baltimore. So I think this, you know, this is one of those stats that just doesn't reflect the team and how they can be beaten through the air. So I think Burrow has a big week this week. Yeah, I definitely. I like Burrow a lot. Um, him and him and Jamar Chase have really just burst onto the scene this year. So going to be looking to hook them up in tournaments quite a bit this week as well. Yes, sir. So for my next play, I'm going to be looking at a little bit cheaper. Um, going to be going with Carson Wentz, 5,700 on DraftKings. Um, in my opinion, he's probably the best value quarterback. He's got an awesome matchup against the Titans, who have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, you know, just below 6K. I feel like he's a really good value play. And, um, you know, earlier in the year, he was kind of struggling a little bit, but lately he's thrown for eight touchdowns and zero interceptions in his last four starts. He's really starting to look more like the Carson Wentz that we saw under Frank Reich in Philadelphia um, when he was playing at that MVP level. So I've been really impressed with Wentz the last several weeks, and I'm looking to go back to him this week at home against Tennessee. Yeah, I agree that the trend here for him really going in the right direction. Now on the season, 11 touchdowns, only one interception. Mm. He does have three fumbles that he's lost, but taking care of the ball better and uh, really, really trending how we want four straight games with exactly two touchdowns. So nice price option there. I've got another guy in that price range I want to mention, Trevor Lawrence, 5,500 this week on DraftKings. He gets Seattle. Number 27 against the pass. And this is another one of those matchups that I was referencing because they're number 30 against the run. Hmm. So I'm I'm looking to target that defense here with multiple Jaguars. The other thing I like about Jacksonville is that they had the bye week. I really like to target teams that have been rested with a bye week, or even if they played the Thursday before, just those few extra days, especially yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna use a running back. Um but with the passing attack here, Lawrence went into that bye week with a nice, strong game, 319 yards, uh, 41 attempts against Miami, which I like, had a touchdown. And the other thing about Trevor Lawrence, he will carry it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, a- he's averaging four and a half carries a game for 20 yards. He's had two rushing touchdowns. And mobile quarterbacks have had success against Seattle. Jameis just ran it eight times for 40 yards. Trey Lance seven carries for 41. Now, if he gets something in that range and a touchdown, you're looking at nice 10 point bonus there. Yeah. uh, Because he will keep it, uh, you know, in the red zone as well. So Trevor Lawrence, uh, I like that he's throwing it more, gaining confidence. And I like that price tag. Yeah. Yeah. That price tag is really nice. And and I'm sure he's going to be extremely low owned. So that's going to be a really nice tournament play. All right. You got one more here. You ready to go to running backs? Uh, I'm going to look at one more, a um, little bit, you know, cheaper again. Sam Darnold, 5,600. If you want to pivot from Carson Wentz, um, he's got a really good matchup against Atlanta. They allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. He got off to a really strong start this year. He's kind of fallen off in the last several weeks, but I think in large tournaments, this is going to be a good option. Um, he's going to be lower owned, and Atlanta has allowed. 
29.3 points per game to their opponents. So that's a third most in the league. So I think that he can take advantage of that Atlanta defense. And uh, like I said, for tournaments, he's a nice tournament value play. Yeah, if you're playing multiple lineups, that could be somewhere to look because I agree in that price range, he will be ultra low owned and they've been running it more and he hasn't been throwing for many touchdowns. Uh, so if he turns it around this week, then you'll be you'll be sitting pretty uh, with that play. All right, let's hit some running backs here, Josh. Uh, who's your first target in week eight? Yeah, my first target, you know, lately we've been looking to pay up at running back. And um, this week I'm looking to pay down a little bit. I'm, I'm looking, you know, Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara are, are both great pay up options this week. But I'm kind of looking to save some salary with my current lineup construction. So I'm looking at DeAndre Swift um, going up against Philadelphia that have allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs. Um, Swift has scored the second most fantasy points of all running backs this year and had his best game of the year last week against the tough Rams, you know, defense. And um, he also saw eight targets last week, and he's currently leading the league in receiving yards for running backs with 391. So um, for his price, an average of just under 20 DraftKings points per game, he's my top option in both cash and tournaments this week. Yeah, and we're recording this Friday night. Jamal Williams right now does have the questionable tag. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Swift last week, 21 touches, even with Jamal. So uh, I, I like that play as well, and we'll keep an eye on that news. Uh, James Robinson for me, mid-tier. I agree. I'd like to save a little money with running backs here this week. And he's got that great matchup against Seattle that I referenced. Mm -hmm. And you can pair him up with Lawrence especially if you want to build a little bit of a game stack. Um, it's not a great total here at 44, but, you know, with two bad defenses, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you, you get a nice little surprise high-scoring game. Um, you know, the other problem is that Seattle will try to run it. They love to run it. Uh, you know, Geno is not, uh, not necessarily ready to throw for 303, but, um, you know, I, I I will pair up Lawrence with Robinson in some lineups. Uh, he's been getting right about 20 touches every week. And, you know, the reason I like this combo is because Seattle gives up a ton of receptions to running backs. Mm -hmm. Kamara just had 10. Najee Harris had six. Madison, six. The Tennessee guys had nine. Indianapolis back at the beginning of the season had 12. So you can really rack up the points, especially on DraftKings if Lawrence dumps it to Robinson five or six times. Yeah, I, I like that play. And like you said, Kamara, you know, he was racking up the receptions against Seattle. So look for Robinson to do the same thing and pairing him up with Lawrence. He, you know, that even makes more sense. So um, for me, for my next running back, I'm looking at Damian Harris. I've played him quite a bit lately. Um, he's 6,100 on DraftKings coming off his best game of the year last week against the Jets. Um, you know, he scored a touchdown in three straight games now, and they're relying on him pretty heavily in the red zone. He's gotten three um, carries or more in the red zone the last three games, and the Chargers ranked 28th in uh, fantasy points allowed against running backs. And I think that New England's going to rely heavily on their ground game, kind of like what we saw with Green Bay last night. Um, the Chargers have allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterback. So I think that they're going to rely heavily on the running game. I do too. Great matchup. You know, the thing that scares me is what happens with the game script. 
if New England can establish a run, get a lead, then mm-hmm. I think Harris will be a great play. If not, they're playing from behind. He's only had 10 receptions this season, uh, so I think he may get phased out a little bit. Um, you know, And because of that, he's, he's a little bit touchdown dependent. He has gone over 100 yards here the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do like to play, um, but just want to keep that in mind here. Anytime right. we play New England running backs, important to think about the game script. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'm going to go with a value play here as the other running back I want to talk about, David Johnson. Yes, he is still a factor, especially with Ingram now on the move. Uh, it's it's his backfield along with Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think they'll share it, but the big thing here is look at the game script. Uh, they're playing the Rams. They're 14.5-point underdogs. Uh, I mean, it would be an absolute shock if they're not playing from behind all day. And he's the guy that's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's had 19 catches this year. Lindsay only three. And, you know, Johnson, even though they've had that three-headed monster here recently, he's had five receptions in two of the last three games. And you mentioned it earlier, uh, what DeAndre Swift did against the Rams last week, catching passes, uh, eight for 96 and a score. Uh, The Tampa Bay backs had 12 catches against them. So I, I like David Johnson at that price. Uh, I really feel strongly that he'll hit value just just catching the ball. Yeah, yeah. There should be tons of usage, like you said, with Ingram, you know, down in New Orleans again. Um, definitely like that play. Going to be low-owned, great tournament play. Um, for me, for my value play, I'm looking at Kenneth Gainwell. He's 5,000 on DraftKings. You know, Miles Sanders was already ruled out this week. Actually looking to see him more in the passing game. He saw eight targets last week. He had four receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Um, Detroit has allowed the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. And, you know, at 5K, I feel like he's going to be a really good value play. I have seen quite a few people talking about him, so he could be higher owned. But I think that the opportunity is there for him to far exceed the value with the opportunities that he'll receive on Sunday. Yeah, that'll be another interesting game script. uh, What happens there with Philly and Detroit? And uh, he, you know, how much, how much, uh, how many touches does he get? Because we know mm-hmm. uh, Hertz likes to hold on to it uh, and/or yeah. throw it. Uh, so if he targets Gainwell, then great. Um, all right, before we hit the pass catchers here, Josh, just want to invite folks uh, to jump in with us. DFSCoachTalk.com. Grab our Week Eight lineups if you'd like. We do the full DraftKings clipboard with highlighted plays and a bunch of options to fill out your lineup. And we give out the full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo because we are allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do the cash lineups and GPP lineups. So we give people options there. Uh, so sign up on the website, and then we'll send you an email to get you into our Discord. Uh, just sign up you know, by Sunday morning so that we can get you those lineups. Um, let's see here. What's next? Let's talk about some wide receivers, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um We've mentioned our quarterbacks. Who do we want to pair them up with? Well, I'm actually going to be looking to play my first wide receiver uh, separate. It's going to be Cooper Cup. He's 9,000 on DraftKings. He's been the best wide receiver in fantasy this year. He continues to see double-digit targets every single week. Um, last week, he had tied for his season high with 13 targets. He had 10 receptions on those 13 targets for 156 yards and two touchdowns. Um, with the value at running back this week that we're kind of spending down for, I feel like there's no reason not to pay up for Cooper Cup again. 
um, and take advantage of this extremely high target share that we're seeing with him. And pro football focus, they agree with that. Um, they project him to be the highest scoring wide receiver on the slate with 23 and a half fantasy points. He has been tremendous. Uh, would would not bet against him uh, as long as he stays healthy all year. Uh, mm-hmm. what, a, what a rapport with Stafford. Speaking of a strong rapport, how about Jamar Chase yes. lately? I mean, what a playmaker. Six touchdowns now. Last three games, he's averaging six catches for 152. And he's only 7,500 on DraftKings. He's got that matchup against the Jets. I'd like to pair him up with Burrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, speaking of pro football focus, he's got an 80.3 matchup advantage. Uh, best matchup on the team, running 46% of his routes out le- on the left side. Uh, so I'd like to pair, pair those guys up. Uh, you know, 14-6 to get those two guys together. It's not bad for uh, a combo that's really consistent and mm-hmm. you know just getting hotter and hotter each week yeah yeah i definitely like burrow and chase uh probably my second favorite pairing on the slate so all right well if we want to save a little bit at our other wide receiver positions uh where are you looking there i'm gonna drop a thousand from chase and go to keenan allen he's 6500 on DraftKings. i just feel like he's just simply too talented to keep you know underperforming every week for the rest of the year um coming off the bye week i think that you know, the chargers are going to look at trying to get you know trying to find more ways to get him involved in the offense and um and you know the the patriots are 19th in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers so just a little below average um and you know at less than 7k i feel like given this matchup the upside is there uh just look for him to be a nice tournament play in that mid-range for wide receivers yeah, and speaking of the news, Eckler is questionable. And if he's mm-hmm. out, I think Allen could get even a few more targets yeah. uh, because we know Eckler has a big target share in that offense. So I, I like that play. Uh, my next guy here is another Jaguar. I can't believe how much I'm talking about Jacksonville, Josh. But Marvin Jones Jr., 5,900, and DJ Chark is out for the season. Mm-hmm. So. You know, he's the guy on the outside. He's got the best matchup, according to Pro Football Focus. Again, our, our partners, 46% on the right side. And with Chark out in that last game, he got 42% of the air yards. So he's that primary downfield threat. You know, could get in the end zone once or twice. Uh, and then I'll give honorable mention here on the Jags to Jamal Agnew, who is only 3,700. Mm-hmm. He's had uh, 11 catches the last two weeks, uh, including some chunk plays. So, uh, man, I hope the Jaguars light it up this week because I'm going to have some exposure to them. Yeah, if they do, you're probably going to be sitting really pretty too because I don't see anybody touting the Jaguars this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you have another receiver for us? Yeah, so I'm going to be looking at Michael Pittman, 5,300 on DraftKings, um, has the best matchup this week on paper against Tennessee. They've allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. He scored 20-plus points in two of his last three starts and you know had his best game last week in the pouring down rain in San Francisco. He had five receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown. And this week he gets a little bit of a reprieve as he goes back home indoors. So he gets this bad Tennessee defense. So I really like, you know, what the potential is there for Pittman and pairing him up, of course, with Carson Wentz. So, Yep, absolutely. We'll keep an eye on T.Y. Hilton, who's questionable, mm-hmm. um, who could impact things a little bit. Yep. 
Uh, one more for me here. It's Cole Beasley. He's under 5K. He's got Miami. And we've targeted them in the slot here for a long time now, it feels like, because yeah. this, you know, Needham just doesn't get it done. That's their weak spot. And Miami's given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, guys on the inside have done really well against Miami recently. Uh, A.B. and Godwin just mm -hmm. smashed them. Uh, the Jacksonville guys did as well. And Beasley coming off that real strong game against Tennessee. We had him in a uh, number of lineups, did really well with him. And I, I think he can go back-to-back -back here. You know, I think uh, Buffalo does look at these matchups. And, you know, Beasley can either be kind of an afterthought or he can really be featured in the game plan. So mm -hmm. hopefully it'll be the latter again this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I have Beasley written down also as one of my top value plays on the slate. So definitely like putting him together with – um, you can put him together with Josh Allen in cash or tournaments, I think, just to help save some salary. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Are we ready for the tight end position? Yep. I'm ready for tight ends. All right. Lead us off. Good, sir. All right. So I've got Hunter Henry once again. I think this is the third or maybe even fourth week in a row. <laughs> um, 4,200. He scored a touchdown in four straight games. So that's the main reason why I keep playing him. Um, you know, he's going to be back in L.A. this week against his former team. This is another matchup for him that uh, favors, you know, very well, fares very well for him. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends New England has. And uh, I think he's going to be five straight weeks of scoring a touchdown. And I think he might even get in there more than once. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I like the narrative. Uh, great consistency, like you said. Um, and Jones uh, really trusting those tight ends. I am going to go, instead of a guy who's had a touchdown in four straight, I'm looking at a guy who hasn't scored since week two. Mm. That's TJ Hawkinson, who I think is due. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been getting the targets 20 in the last two weeks. Um, but Goff hasn't gotten him in the end zone. But this is a great matchup. Philly number six, uh, most fantasy friendly to the tight ends. And, you know, we had success with OJ Howard in that matchup, remember? So. Mm -hmm. You know, if Howard can get it done, Hawkins can certainly can. So, you know, fifty four hundred for a stud. Uh, you know, I think is a very fair price. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like T.J. Hawkinson um, being in in our division. I've seen quite a bit of him, and he's very impressive. You know, so definitely like him from the tight end university at Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. So for me, for my second option at tight end. I'm going to be going to the guy that you must be a fan of as he helped you win quite a bit of money this year, CJ Ozoma, um, 3,600. He's got another, um, you know, good matchup this week against the Jets. Um, they've allowed the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. And so, you know, pairing him up with Burrow in tournaments makes a lot of sense, but he can be used in, in both formats. Um, he had a, a three catches for 91 yards and two touchdowns last week against Baltimore, um, who they are the worst in, in uh, fantasy against tight ends. But I think that this is another matchup that really favors Zoma, and he can have another big day. Yeah, he doesn't get a ton of targets, but he does a lot with those targets. Big mm -hmm. plays repeatedly, so uh, he could certainly get it done. Uh, all right, before we hit those defenses, uh, just want to invite folks to subscribe to the channel. If they haven't already, we're producing 11 podcasts per week across our four sports. Uh, so if you hit the thumbs up, we'd really appreciate that and keep tuning in and we'll keep, uh, we'll keep creating these podcasts. 
um, defense here. Uh, let me go with the pay-up option to start. Okay. Uh, the Rams, 5100 on DraftKings. That is a big price. Mm. So this is, you know, I'm really kind of playing around with it here to see if I want to invest there. But, I mean, Houston, I mean, number 30 in points, number 30 in yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it kind of says all you need to say right there. And, you know, if you're if you really want an interesting GPP lineup, you could go with the Rams and uh, David Johnson because, you know, he can mm-hmm. catch a bunch of balls and, and not even score and, and hit value. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, I think it's worth considering. Uh, but I, I also want to look at some some cheaper defenses. So do you have any in mind? Yeah. So for me, my top option is going to be Buffalo. Um, they're 3,300. They they probably should be the highest owned defense on this slate, I would think, because of their matchup and their price. They shut out Miami earlier this week, so that's another reason they should draw a lot of ownership. Um, Pro Football Focus has them projected as the second highest defense this week, behind only the Rams, who you mentioned, but they're eighteen hundred dollars cheaper than LA. So yeah, that's significant. Very popular. Yeah, yeah, that's a big savings. Definitely worth a look. Uh, another team in that price range I'm I'm thinking about the 49ers at 3500 on DraftKings. They've got the Bears, and this is the lowest total uh, on the board, 39 and a half. Mm. Uh, 49ers favored by four, so the implied total for Chicago is ultra low, and they're 30th in points as well. They're tied with Houston. They're actually last in yardage on the season. You know, Herbert is a nice little bright spot for him, but mm-hmm. Fields. Just not quite getting it done yet. So you know, I think you can feel pretty solid about the 49ers because both teams want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those games that would be very surprising if it's high scoring. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And then for me, to finish it off for me, I'm going to be looking to basically for a punt play, and that's going to be the Washington. Um, you know, they're 2,100, so they're almost the cheapest defense on the whole slate but they scored seven and eight fantasy points against Green Bay and Kansas City. So two pretty prolific offenses, and Denver is not. Um, they're 24th in points per game at, at only 20. Sorry, Joe. but uh, yeah, Joe, plug your ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and on top of that, you know, Washington still has one of the best front fours in the league. So I do like Washington as a punt play, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going pretty heavily with Buffalo this week. Yeah, that, that price tag has my – as my eye as well. So, all right. Well, great. Uh, we breeze through that. Um, if anybody has any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, put some comments on the YouTube channel if you'd like. We always respond to those. Or if you want to get more into strategy and uh, bankroll management and all that, you can just jump in with us as a member and we can share the Coach Talk process with you. So, DFSCoachTalk.com. Um, if you want to join us, any final thoughts here, Josh? Um, no, not really. I think we hit this this week pretty good, and like you said, our thoughts have aligned, you know, pretty well on this slate. So, looking forward to a big week. Excellent. We also will have the primetime podcast coming out later this weekend, so make sure to check that one out as we break down the showdown slates on Sunday and Monday night, as we always do. So, mm-hmm. that will wrap it up here for the main slate. Thank you again for tuning in on behalf of Josh Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.